Welcome to Breaking Bread with Jen, where today's topic will be the miseducation of the Black student. Joining me as we open the pod and break bread is Lakia Wilson. Lakia has worked for 22 years with Detroit Public Schools after earning a bachelor's degree in elementary education and a master's degree in counseling. Lakia has experienced firsthand educational disparities in urban public school districts, specifically Detroit, Michigan. She has been featured on media outlets locally, nationally, and internationally, and is currently the Executive Vice President of Detroit Federation of Teachers. I'm so honored to have Lakia Wilson as my guest. Lakia, welcome. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for having me. Are you ready to break bread? I sure am. Yes, I am. Great, great. The miseducation of the black student. This is the topic. Let's let's just get right into the conversation. Sure. Success. Success, especially for a child, is often measured based on academic achievement. However, some of our most brilliant and vibrating children in the black community do not necessarily achieve academically for a plethora of reasons. Do you think standardized testing is an antiquated measuring tool? And if so, what do you think could be a more representative measurement? Um, as an educator, um, we are just totally fed up with the state of education as it is today. Um, we see the focus on testing as opposed to teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, that right there just creates all sorts of um, anxieties, not just for children, for educators as well. I like we that. that. The focus the focus on testing instead of, say that again? Testing as opposed to teaching. Testing as opposed to teaching. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so our children and our educators are caught up in a vicious cycle of, of testing. Um, it's year round. Um, there's district tests, there's state tests, there's national tests, mm-hmm. um, and they never stop. And we know that we can create a tool to measure anything. Right. And at the and at the same time, you can also create a measurement tool to create the type of results that you want to see. True. So these tests are valid according to whom. Right. And and so we often in Detroit, we feel as if our test scores are not indicative of the true talents of our students. Correct. Correct. And why do you think that there has not been an evolution of a better fit measuring tool for certain ethnic demographics, specifically Black children? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I guess we need to work on that. You and I, Jennifer. Um, it, it has to do with um, publishing companies uh-huh. and different corporations that create these measurements. 
um, tools. And so when we have um, these companies that um, are all over the country and they market them to various school systems and of course they, they, they market to certain demographics. Right. However, um, we know that every area is different and unique and um, you can't use the same tool everywhere. Right. Um, we're all not doing the same thing. And even though, you know, there was a push for Common Core, you find some states that have embraced it, some states that have gotten away from it. And um, yeah, that's common, not... common Core was something. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And, and so we're just not getting good results because we have gotten away from the root of why children go to school in the first place. And that is to be educated. Right. Right. And so the create the creativity is gone from the classroom because you just don't have time because the next test is coming. That was that was a, a, a good lead in to one of my next talking points that children go to school to be educated. Now with that comes opportunity. And some of our most promising students miss out on opportunities for academic and cultural exposure, especially when there is a strong probability they would benefit or blossom from the opportunity due to uh, disengaged parents. How do you suppose the message that parents have to be more hands-on and more engaged in their children's academic success as they possibly can and not to leave it seemingly up to the school staff. Um, I wish, Jennifer, that this podcast could be heard in people's cars and on television. Well, we're hoping for that. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm serious. As a public service announcement because We have seen a shift in society, Jennifer, and people have gotten um, more more self-absorbed and parents have kind of relied on um, technological advances such as iPods and iPads and Uh tablets and students aren't getting the same type of um, training, so to speak, and I'm just going to use the word training but they're not getting that good foundation at home because the parents kind of take for for granted that the children may be gleaning some of that from the technological advice devices such as their their ipads or their computers and so we we see children coming in with lesser skills than with when you and i arrived in school in the early 80s Right, and and so we need to return to teaching children the alphabets in isolation and consonants and uh, mathematical skills and taking them them to museums. Um, we just can't get so caught up within our own personal lives, um, and think that the school can do it all. Our parents are the first teachers, and children right. are ready to learn. When when babies pick up a pencil, they're ready to write. You don't have to wait until they're four or five. When they're one or two, they are ready to write. And so I just um, encourage all of your listeners, Jennifer, to provide literature-rich environments where children see you read and you read to children and they have opportunities and experiences 
in libraries. We're seeing a time where libraries are closing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And being underfunded. Being underfunded. And so we see, you know, we people say, you know, we're, we're making advances and this is the 21st century. But really, um, here in Michigan, they have done a fantastic job of divesting away from education for the past 20 years and so our low test scores and our low performance on standardized tests that should come to no surprise if you don't fund something properly you don't expect to do well right 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 remember when getting a library card was a rite of passage (laughs) girl i would be in the library all day okay Having fun, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Dewey Decimal System and all of that. Yes. And think about the independence that that created. And it, it created within us a natural researcher. And so yes. I, what I find with these young people, they have the world in their hands with their telephone. And I'm always looking up something. I always want to look up to see what such and such means. The ch- these young people, they don't look up the way I am looking things up because, again, we're used to researching. Right, and going deeper and pulling yes. back the layers. Yes. Yes. And and see, as, as an educator, where we used to have the autonomy and the creativity to do things of that nature in the classroom because the state has their own pacing charts. And the district has their own pacing chart. And the curriculum has its own pacing chart that tells the teacher where they should be on what day. Mm-hmm. You don't have the the autonomy to say, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to do a Christmas around the world or whatever it is that you want to do oh. to make your children more well-rounded. You just don't have the time and you just don't have the real flexibility because... Right. Of, of the demands of the curriculum. And, and going back to the first point, the testing instead of the teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, and here's another piece to the testing. Because the testing is so frequent, we are seeing, and this is just my um, informal study, um, I believe testing apathy. Where kids, they don't care anymore. Wow. And they're just used to taking all these tests. And so they just click. They're just clicking buttons. And it's just like, okay, this is another one. Oh, bring it on. Okay, I'm going to get done. Mm-hmm. Wow. What did you call that? Testing apathy. Testing apathy. Wow. For the student that, particularly the Black student that... um may have testing apathy so to speak because academics just isn't his or her thing Mm -hmm. that leads us into Votech and there has been an ongoing debate amongst some that believe that skilled jobs training would not be of a great benefit to some students. As a result, Voltec curriculums have been underfunded or even discontinued, especially in some urban school settings. So what are your thoughts on the pros or the, and or the cons of Voltec learning? Um, anyone that would underfund Voltec uh, learning and education in general is low down, dirty and rotten. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we, we have to be honest with ourselves. Not all children are going to go away to a university or to the community college or to the military for, for that matter of fact. So we have to prepare our children to still be able to take care of themselves, to still be able to raise their families and, and, and provide for them and give them a skill. And so we see um, foreign countries, um, even third world countries that have pathways to um, vocational um, skills and training. And so Detroit Public Schools, we do have um, some excellent Voltec centers around the city, uh, Randolph and Brighthoff and um, Go Lightly, Lightly. Um, Davis Aerospace. We do have some wonderful facilities around the city where um, students can learn um, mechatronics and cosmetology, um, criminal criminal justice, um, all sorts of skills in terms of carpentry and masonry, electrical and plumbing. We need that. And you and I know... Are they being fully funded and supported? Um, I believe there is more of a push now. Okay. To, um, and especially with um, the return of our school board, of an elected school board, okay. um, that there is more of a push towards um, what children really need as opposed to what emergency managers wanted. So. Ah, okay. Okay. So the emergency management of Detroit Public Schools, that's over and done with. That is over and done with, um, praise God. Right, good, good, good. You know, nowhere, Jennifer, would you find, um, if you went in to see your um, cardiologist and you would find your plumber sitting there, you just wouldn't stand for it. And so when Detroit Public Schools was under emergency management, there were not educators at the helm of Detroit Public Schools. It was just any old body they could find um, from the business sector, any old body that they could find that would do their low down, dirty, rotten uh, bidding Uh in the city of Detroit to close schools and and outsource and basically break the bank. They did a fantastic job of it, but um, we stood up and fought back and we're here today. Yes. Um, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it sounds like Detroit Public Schools is um, getting their getting their sea legs up under them, as they say. And yes. On the rise. Um, definitely a renaissance. Definitely a comeback. Uh, Detroit Public Schools has, uh, in my opinion, brought forth some of the most stellar uh, people who are now leaders in our city, leaders in our country, uh, and just leaders in their family, homes, and communities all around. Yes. Uh, Detroit Public Schools is is, um, a a monument in Detroit, and I hope that uh, things don't go backwards and continue to go forward. Yes, we all do. Thank you for that. Yes, yes. So now that we have broken bread together, Lakia, I like to always end my podcast by asking my guests a tongue-in-cheek question. Okay. Along the theme of breaking bread, what is one of your favorite, favorite entrees? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's I, I love this question. 
I am a huge fan of uh, seafood. Okay. I love um, crab legs, king crab legs with, yes. with um, butter and um, <laughs> yes, I love um, peach cobbler. Yes, yes. And um, I, I have a new lemon kick, so I'm enjoying lemon ice cream. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, that sounds like it's good. What? What? I I shouldn't ask who your favorite lemon ice cream comes from because I know you're gonna say Valerie, your sister. Exactly, my sister. Shout out, shout out her uh, ice cream company really quick. What's the name of it? Boss Ice Cream. B O S S. Okay, and and do you know the link or the website or how can anyone get in touch with Valerie for her Boss Ice Cream? Boss ice cream. I I believe you have to go either to Instagram or to Facebook and look for Unleash Your Greatness. Um, And um, I believe the ice cream is their boss ice cream. Or they can just look me up, Lakia Wilson, L-A-K-I-A Wilson. And um, my sister is the best homemade ice cream maker in this country. It is delicious, yes. So we have truly broken bread uh, with that last question. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so excited. Yes, excellent. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Breaking Bread with Jen. And remember, Acts 2035, and everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.